Good morning. It's good to see each of you here. We also want to extend a good morning to our viewers and our virtual uh, audience. Uh, I had a friend of mine who texted me this morning who said, I'm looking forward to hearing you preach. And so he lives down in Alabama, so you never know who's tuning in. So we want to greet uh, our visitors via the web. And so thank you for Andrew for uh, helping with that ministry. We have a, a good day in store for us, a busy day in store for us. And the theme of today's service and day has to do with well-being, has to do with our health. And so today, as a part of that, we're going to be talking about well-being, and we're also going to have uh, a partnership that we're with with Nashville General Hospital. We're very proud to partner with them, and we are a part of the CHIN organization, which is Congregational Health Educational Network. And as a part of that, Nashville General Hospital will be next door and if you need to see a nurse or a doctor, uh, they are offering that today for free. And as a part of that, if there is follow-up things that need to happen, then they will also arrange for you to come in and to take further action if need be. But this is all about your wellness because this church cares for you. Not only does this church care about the most important part of you, which is your soul, but we care about your body and your health and your well-being and understand that health and well-being is an interconnected idea. And so for your soul and for your life to flourish, you have to be well in, in a lot of departments, don't you? And so understanding well-being is what today is about. We're also beginning our serenity song which is a ministry to help promote sobriety and spiritual wellness. So we are inviting artists in who are in support of sobriety to come and perform and sing for us. So that will begin at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we have a full day, and we'll also be at Nashville uh, Center for Healing and Rehabilitation at 1.30. So a lot is going on today in ministry at the Lindsley Avenue Church of Christ. So thank you for being here. I want to begin with a verse that we read in our scripture reading, 3 John 1, 2. And it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And so the Apostle John not only is concerned about the well-being of the soul, but he also states that I pray that you also be in health. Because it's important to be in health, isn't it? The writer Emerson said that the first wealth is health. And think about it. If you don't have your health, then how wealthy can you be? And we've seen many people in the press and in the news who were very affluent, who were very fortunate, who were very important and people of means. But yet when their health was taken away, we can ask ourselves, what did they really have? And didn't that wealth lose its power and its 
It's persuasiveness when the health failed. Our good health is foundational to our ability to be virtuous. It's important that you be in good health because your health helps you serve God. It does, doesn't it? Remember the greatest commandment that Jesus says, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul. And as a part of our service to God, we need to take care of ourselves. It also says that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. You see, I am able to serve God and love my neighbor better when I'm healthy, when I am well. And so it's important for each of us to think about What do we need to do in taking care of ourselves? You see, it takes great vitality to love. It does, doesn't it? It takes great vitality to be patient. It takes great vitality to endure things. It takes great vitality to be people of self-control. So the healthier I am, the better I can serve God, the healthier I am, the better I can love you. The healthier I am, the better I can love my wife. So it's important that I examine myself, that I say, what am I doing to take care of myself? What are you doing to take care of yourself, knowing that by taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your service to God. That in taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your love for your neighbor. It's so important. And it doesn't, it's not easy. It's not easy to take care of yourself. For one reason is, is there's a lot of conflicting evidence out there sometimes. Mark Twain once said it like this: be careful about reading health books, you might die of a misprint. You've seen it happen. That one day in the news, coffee's good for you. And then the next day, coffee's killing you. And there's a lot of conflicting evidence out there, isn't there, sometimes when it comes to our health and what we need to do. And what I want to warn you about is just seeking evidence for things that, you, that validate what you want. Because a lot of times, that's what I see people do. And social media really shines a spotlight on how we like to validate our our own opinions. You know, I I see these different posts that people make, and and it's only to validate their own experience. They say, I've seen one that says, well, if you cuss, and if you're sloppy, and if if you don't go to sleep until really late at night, you must be a genius. Well... You might be a genius or you might just be a slob and have a potty mouth. But yeah, oh, I'm ready to read that article because I stay up late and I'm a slob and I like to cuss. And so we seek out evidence for things that support our lifestyle, don't we? And what I want to tell you is is that we, we need to seek the truth about matters of health and not just things that validate what I want or what I, I, I think I need justifying myself. So what is wellness? Wellness, one definition is the state 
of being in good health, especially as an actively pursued goal. The wellness, National Wellness Institute said it like this, wellness is an active process through which people become aware and make choices towards a more successful existence. What, what it means to be well is to actually be active in that process. To think about what am I doing in the effort to be well. And so wellness isn't some passive thing. You know, a lot of times when it comes to our health, we don't know what's going on until something's going wrong. Amen? And I think there's even an old saying that says something to the fact that only the sick know how well they really are. Because as long as we're not feeling any pain, as long as we're okay, and as long as we're functioning in our work and in our homes, we're really not concerned about our health. But we have to be mindful and active and not just passive in the process. And there are many aspects to our our health. The first thing that we think about is, is the physicality of health, right? How does my body feel? What is going on with my body? And that's certainly a part of our wellness. What is going on with this physical body of mine? But wellness isn't just that. Wellness also includes the emotions that you have. I've seen people with emotions worry themselves to death. Haven't you? And so a part of our wellness is, am I having healthy emotions? Or are those emotions making me unhealthy? It's a part of wellness. Also, what am I doing as far as intellectually? Am I thinking about things? Am I keeping my mind stimulated? Or am I just... Scrolling through life, not thinking, mindlessly thinking through things. Also, we think about our social connectivity. It's good for people to be connected to each other. You came into a family. And so our social health, our social well-being is a part of that too. If we live in isolation, it's not good for us. And also we have to think about Not only our social, our physical, our emotional, but also our occupational and our spiritual wellness as well. But the first thing that I want to tell you is that number one, your wellness and my wellness is in relation to God. It's important because my health and the way that I pursue my health is actually in service to God and in how I view God. The psalmist in Psalms 139 shows us just how important you are to God. He says in verse 13 of 139, For you have I formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, 
They were all were written. You, you, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with you. When you think about your health and who you are and how God has created you, He's showing you how much He loves you. And life is sacred, the Bible tells us. That we were made in the very image of God. And when you protect your life, and when you protect your health, you're showing God how much you love Him and how thankful you are for that blessing of good health. Life is sacred. And our health is a matter of praise and gratitude to God. And the creation of these bodies speaks to the majesty and wisdom of God. How great He is. And our lives and our health are a matter of stewardship. I love this building. I love what we've been able to accomplish as a congregation in restoring this building. It's beautiful. We've spent time, effort, and money to make sure that when we sit and worship and it's raining outside, it's not raining in here. Or that the chimney back here doesn't fall in on us while we're worshiping. Because we're trying to be stewards of this resource that God has given us. And it's a wonderful, beautiful creation of hands. But God has gifted you with the temple of your body. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. And that God has gifted us this building to be stewards of, but God has granted you your body as a temple. And we would be very upset to see people come into this building and deface it. We would be upset if we had people throwing rocks at these stained glass windows. But then I look into my past and I look into my life and I say, I've thrown some windows. I've thrown some rocks at the windows of my soul and of my health and my time. I need to be a good steward of the temple of God. I need to be faithful with this. Luke chapter 16, verse number 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is much. And sometimes we ask God, why aren't you giving me more? God, why aren't you giving me more responsibility? And then we have to ask ourselves, am I truly being faithful for what He's given me? Am I being faithful with the wellness and the health that God has given me? Our wellness is in relation to God, and we have to see it as that. The second question that I want to ask you this morning is very simple. Do you want to be well? And then you might say, well, that's a dumb question, Laws. But let me tell you, the smartest person to ever walk the earth asked it. 
Do you really want to be well? There's that story in John chapter 5. Listen to it in this. There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting on the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity of 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Can you imagine that question? To someone who's lying in wait for a miraculous event at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be well? And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, do I really want to be well? Because when we look at our actions and when we look at our lifestyle, are we living consistent with wellness? Am I living consistent with that answer that I want? Do you want to be well? And that means if I truly want to be well, if you truly want to be well, we have to first of all be aware of our health and well-being. I need to know how I'm doing. You need to know how you're doing. And number two, you have to take care of yourself. I have to take care of myself. And no one else can do it for us. Because at the end of the day, I am not choosing what you eat. I'm not choosing how you sleep. I'm not choosing what you drink. Do you want to be well? The great doctor and missionary, Albert Schweitzer, once said this about patients who established a, a hospital in the jungle. Listen to this. Each patient carries his own doctor inside of him. They come to us knowing this truth. We are at our best when they give the doctor who resides within each patient a chance to work. I don't know who your primary care physician is. You may have one. You may not have one. But there is a doctor inside of you. There's a doctor that you're listening to. It may be a well-qualified doctor. Or it may be a doctor that needs some education. But all of us are listening to the doctor that's inside of us and it needs to be well informed, doesn't it? And that doctor is also responsible when the body works as it should. There is healing that happens, isn't there? We all need to listen to the doctor inside of us when it comes to our diet, when it comes to our exercise, when it comes to our habits, when it comes to our rest, when it comes to our sobriety. And let me fully say with assurance that when I speak of all these subjects, I'm talking to myself. Because I know that there's work for me to do in all of these areas. Not only is there a doctor for you inside of you, 
There's a doctor for something else. One of the fascinating things about healthcare is that you have a doctor literally for everything. Don't you? I wrote down just a few. You got your primary care, you got internal medicine, pediatrician, obstetrician, surgeon, psychiatrist, cardiologist, dermatologist, infectious disease, pulmonologist, neurologist, all kinds of doctors, right? And depending on what you need, there's a doctor for it. Let me tell you, there's a doctor for your spiritual health, isn't there? There's a doctor for what you need spiritually. And what the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 2 is that Jesus, He says, I came not to call those who are righteous, but I came to call sinners to repentance. He said, they that are whole need not a physician. Jesus is that doctor for your spiritual needs. And when I look into my life, my spiritual health, I know that there is a malady of the self. There is a malady of sin. But thank God there's a doctor for it. God did not exempt us from that malady. One philosopher, Cicero, once says, diseases of the soul are more dangerous and more numerous than those of the body. And isn't that true? And all of us have spiritual needs within us that I need Forgiveness of sins. And not only is there healing, Jesus says, but Jesus says that He has called us to a life of repentance. And that means not only is there forgiveness, not only is there healing, no, but there's actually transformation that happens by following Jesus. That God's not just in the healing business, He's in the transforming business. That when you go to that doctor, I'm talking about Jesus, the physician, the doctor, that He will remit and forgive your sins. He will transform your life. He will imbue your life with meaning and purpose. He will give you the vitality and the strength to love more deeply than you've ever loved. That's the ability that that doctor has. And doesn't this world need that kind of doctor? You see, our wellness and our health is an interconnected, holistic thing. That you need to be healthy physically. You need to be healthy emotionally. You need to be healthy occupationally. You need to be healthy spiritually. And isn't that why John prayed and he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And he went on to say that it gives me great joy to find you walking in the truth. There's no greater health than to live according to truth. The truth about science, the truth about medical advancements, the truth of wellness, the truth of Jesus. That is wellness. Are you well today? Do you want to be well today? This church 
is making great efforts today for you to be well. In all of those departments, physically, mentally, spiritually, and otherwise. And today I invite you to start that journey of wellness. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, does it? Sometimes you have to maybe not eat certain things, or maybe get up and do certain things. But a life of wellness is one rooted in service to God and to others. Do you believe in the Christ? It begins in faith. It begins in seeing Jesus for who He is. It says also that when we see the righteousness of Christ, the goodness and holiness of God in Him, that we begin to see our own moral failings, that we see our sin, and because of that we say we turn from sin, we repent of sin, and we begin that life of transformation. And we confess Jesus with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We confess Him to be Lord so that others will know of His goodness. And also baptized, immersed into His body, the church, for the forgiveness of sins. Are you well? We want you to be well today. If you have any need, we're going to sing this next song to encourage you. So if you have any need, we invite you to come now as together we stand and as we sing.